I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. It's a show hosted by Andrew Levins, which is me, and Angus Truscott, which is him. That's me. It's a podcast. It, I, it is I. Podcasts uh, coming from Angus's living room. Two fellas hanging out, talking mm. about things they like. Video games, comic books, TV shows. Move us. I mean, we're not getting paid and we're definitely not getting paid to talk about things we don't like. Oh, you're going to say we're not getting paid and we're definitely not getting laid. <laughs> well, hey, I'm not going to... You've got a kid, so like the, 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 the science and jury is really, you know... I got laid at some point. There was definitely a laid. I mean, there's, absolutely, there's nothing out there that says at all that I've laid. So, I'm not going to lie, you know, I believe in ethical journalism, but also... Of course, we're only going to talk about the things we like. That's true. If we're getting paid to do this every day or something, there'll definitely be episodes Actually, where it was like ragging on shit. We definitely talk about things we don't like too. We speak about things that we don't like and then recant it three months later when we do it. And we'll That's see true. It. So yeah, we're basically like everybody on the internet. <laughs> Great intro again, Angus. It's so mm. cool to hang out on your couch In the once couch. more. It's, this is like Mark Maron's garage. I've checked the value of it every day uh, on realestate.com. America.com. Just, like any moment now, Malcolm Turnbull is going to come out, yep. come to a Hey Fam, yep. talk about fucking, uh, I don't know, like Toxic Crusader. Yeah, I think cartoon. so. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him talking about. Talk he, about. Do you um, reckon a tattoo of Toxic? Yeah, man. Do you know that uh, Malcolm Turnbull is a fucking massive Earthworm Jim 2 fan? Oh, man. But I didn't like nev- one. No, never played the original. Well, you know, maybe we will get him to play the original and then we'll, we'll make him cry and that'll be, a, that'll be a, like WT what? Like, what is that show? No. WTF. And it stands for, well, thanks, thanks fam. Oh, I love it. I love also, it. everybody that comes on our show either comes out or goes in the closet. Or like, comes. Or come. Well, they all come. But yeah, depending on your preference, we make you announce the opposite. And that's just a guarantee. And that's why we haven't had any guests for five weeks. Because people are terrified. Yeah, shit. We've, we're, we're like guest free since 83. Yeah, we're sending them uh, non like, you know, ND form. They're not like NDAs. They're not allowed to talk about this stuff. We're like, you can't leak this to the press. And I think it's really turned a lot of our one-time friends uh, away from us. Uh, yeah, people have deleted our numbers, blocked us on Facebook. I'm getting a lot of new phone who disses, and some of them, I'd hate to say, are blood relatives. <laughs> so I'm a little upset. I think we've gotten in it pretty drunk with power. Uh, on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about... Or today's show, depending on what time you're yeah, listening to You can to listen it. to this anytime you want. Oh, you, whenever I clarify something like that, I'm like, why did I do that? No, don't do it. Um, we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of a TV update, things we've watched. <laughs> Angus, you've watched Love. I've I watched... did... Yeah. I'm going to refrain from using the, the, the actual word love to describe my thoughts about it. Like no other, you know, reviewer on the internet. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can do it. I'll get some Star Wars updates and uh, some Star Wars comics updates. Ooh. Plus, we're going to be talking about some uh, Unreal, uh, what do they call it again? Remastered games. Remastered gammas. Yeah. These games were old and now they are new again yeah. for an audience that includes Angus and Levins, a.k.a. Nostalgia hey, tax. You know, oh, you, oh, you want to change the name of the podcast? Yeah, nostalgia tax. Oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, they're like here's a game. You, we're selling it to you for the same price, perhaps more, and it looks a little bit better. 
Um, before you get into all that, we got we got we got to go to the mailbag. The hey, our beloved bag. segment that we've done every yeah. single week. We're since reading we started. Your, we're reading your emails. Put the mailbag at the start. That's all I want. So you know what, for all you mailbaggers out there, all you ma- mailbag enthusiasts, we see the t-shirts. Yeah, we uh, trust me, we've seen them, and our lawyers have sent some. Uh, so you know, you've been served. Basically, do not use the hey fam brand name without our permission and. Burn the shirts. So uh, we got a, a new letter this week, or yeah. um, as as you might want to describe it, a review. An iTunes, um, yeah, store review. Which is um, because you know Angus and I don't have email addresses. We don't have uh, actual mail addresses. No. The only way you can contact us is through our Hey Fan page on the iTunes store. Well, Leave the us hey a fan review. Pager. We have one pager, and the only way we actually see the review. Your message from from us is it has to be five stars. If it's anything lower than that, we we actually can't we read. We can't it. read it. Yeah, it's, 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 our eyes we have don't a process it. Uh, to, to, to to not you know be able to read anything following uh, anything less than five review. So we got a, a letter this week from a hey fan. Um, uh, this guy's called Jammy Two One Three. Person. So big big fan of the West Coast. Yeah, I'd say two one so. three. Yeah, I'd say big fan of the West Coast. Shout outs to our West Coast uh, familiar. <laughs> I Perth guess. or LA? Just the world's west coast. You know, keep, oh, yeah, keep sure. going on. Once you've got done one, move on to the next one. You know, right. So the entire west, world. There's, this, you know, there's an, you know, there's, there's west coast. Everywhere. We're west coast to some people. Yeah, of course we are. We're west coast to, to our to br- brothers Zealand. in New Zealand. Yeah, of course. yeah. Wow, makes you think. It's like turn around to the person next to you and say hi when you go to like a training day. It's like that. Turn around to or your first day at uni. Turn around to the what coast to your left or right and say hi. You're the west coast, and that's completely fine. So we got a review and that's by that's Jamie in Geography by the Geog- Hey Fan Oh, I can't boys. wait. Yeah. Jamie2013213 says, uh, it's, a, it's a very in-depth review. Yep. Five stars. Boom. So we read it. Um, left uh, a subject. That's an option. Some people don't even leave subjects. This person's left a subject. So they really want us to know, hey, we're getting to the point in this. The subject is music. All in lowercase, I might add. And I will uh, now read out the... Um, look, just sit down. This could take a while. Yeah. Uh, this is a really extensive review. Uh, Jamie213 says, A little bit on music each week could be nice. Well, take it on board, ja- Jamie. <laughs> um, we're going to just dedicate... Look, the next... Next hour to two hours yep. on, on, on a little bit of music well, because the good news is I've opened up the Wikipedia page of music and we're starting with the classics and we're we're gonna we're, this is becoming a, a musical history podcast. We're gonna be doing I think seven part on Beethoven, you know, four part on But Bart. before we get to that, we've got to, Angus and I are both gonna donate money to Wikipedia. Yeah, we're gonna Because this shit ain't free. This is not free. Yeah. And you know that if if one dollar was donated by each mm. Hey Fam listener, they would raise enough to keep Wikipedia alive forever. Can I let you in a little secret? It's not going anywhere. It's like that, <laughs> we all know that. We, Wikipedia's not going anywhere. It's such an empty threat from that bearded man always looking at me. Uh, Jimmy something. Snowden. Yeah, Jimmy Snowden, the internet Facebook guy. Jimmy Zuckerberg, we know who you are. We don't <laughs> Clearly, want... we definitely know. We don't know who you are. You know who it is. <laughs> he's got one of those faces. You know, you know, he's got one of those names. A face only a website could love. Yeah, and he stares at you like he's about to either like cry or hit your dog. Like two things that will usually make you give someone money. Have you got any cool music stories for Jamie Two One Three this week, Angus? Well, you know what? We, we, we've, we've sometimes scratched the surface of music. Sometimes. And most I've, times we don't. I've definitely said Fetty Wap in at least two episodes you said of Fetty Wap a few times. I spoke about the time I went to uh, the Kanye West album, Life of Pablo's Dream, which was very recent too. And that was very weird. So I got a bit of music news. I guess it's a follow-up of that. Oh, I love music news. So uh, play that music news fanfare that, uh, you know, kid in the corner, we keep in a cage. 
the fanfare kid. Tommy uh, Dassler. <laughs> Tommy Dassler, play that. No, he's he's definitely asleep. Uh, That'd be so great if he just lived in your corner. Oh, brother. I know, Tommy. If you're listening, next time you come here, can you just please be our fanfare kid? Because <laughs> like, we'll give you a nice corner. I think he's coming in a few weeks. We're chatting. Um, on the internet, yes, that's our official. We're Facebook official, guys, and I, I think uh, he's coming in April. So um, let's get some fanfares. If you guys have any like uh, segments that you'd like to have, you know, songified by Tommy D, uh, you know, we could get Tech Guru Steve over there with a little prod, maybe, and just kind of give the thumbs up. And it's not at all, you know, demoralizing. I think in the name of entertainment. You know, they still have freak shows. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's a huge comedian in Melbourne. But in Man, Sydney, if we could get his name on this podcast, our Melbourne downloads would triple. <laughs> It'd be great. We That's be, what we need. Yeah. But yeah, music news, right. And this is actually pretty relevant to Hey Fam. Look, I, I don't care if you hate him. It's about Kanye West. Uh, Again. Prolific tweeter. I hate him. So that's yeah, why it's, it's funny that you're telling this yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, prolific tweeter. Just, it's Fuck, he was on fire this week. He's though. on his Zoolander two tirade. Did you catch that? He's just wanted to thank Will Ferrell for as many times as possible. And the art direction of Zoolander two, he's an amazing art direction, which was great. I'm, I think that's a slept on category in um, ninety minute uh, like comedies. What does Kanye see in Zoolander two that you and I haven't? Because neither of us were even remotely interested in seeing. We haven't though, even right? seen it. I mean, he's actually seen Zoolander two for starters twice. He's watched it, but not for each of us. He's taken that on board. Um, look, he's very, very, we know he's, um, very invested in the fashion world. Mm -hmm. Probably thought a lot of the jokes, like, he's, like, leaning over to Kim, probably going, oh, only I get that because of fashion. You know what I mean? Like, probably, it's probably, like, a real industry insider look. Or maybe it's actually spot on to the fashion world or Kanye's version of this fashion world. So, he found it very, you know, finally a movie about me, you know? Um, So, yeah, we, we, we knew that Kanye likes fashion. We knew that Kanye likes movies and Will Ferrell and comedy because he mm. makes references to Saturday Night Live a lot. He does, you know, yeah. Sometimes they're negative, sometimes they're positive. They're usually but, negative, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's aware of that scene. So we knew that he had that connection there. Mm. He was in uh, Anchorman 2. He, w- he worked with his God. Yeah. Like, he, that'd be like me in a movie with Kanye West. But we didn't know, although we had, we got a small glimpse of of, uh, of, of Kanye West and video games. That week at, as well at the, at the um, Life of Madison Pablo Square Garden Because he's made a video game where you can play <laughs> as his mother going to heaven. Like, it's, you know, it's tasteful, <laughs> said nobody. It's, uh, but you know, it's happening. It's a game where you play his mother as an angel with wings ascending to heaven. And we were all wondering what platform this game was going to come to. And yeah. it Look, looks I'm like he's now, revealed it this week. That's right. Uh, out of the blue, as per Kanye's most tirades, come from Kanye tweeted, "My next album is called TurboGrafx 16 for now." Now, this is a guy who hasn't even released his newest album, which is two weeks old. It's not out. You can only stream that on a website that nobody uses. But he's already going full speed ahead for this brand new album, which he's already said is coming this summer. Do you reckon he's given up on this album? On, on the new one? Like, do you reckon he's, is it going to I be- think this is it for now. And I think he's just blowing up the concept of an album and it's just literally going to be dropping, you know, without the dropping physical... Dropping really difficult to stream. Yeah, really. Soundscapes. Community. Like, it's harder to listen to this album than it is to get into um, Hidden Hills where him and Drake and everyone live behind Calabasas. You it's know a, what I mean? It's like, especially hard for me to listen to it because I have no plans to. Also, who wants to give Jay-Z money? It's true. I mean, though, um, yeah, so he's already... And it's named after a 90s console. Early, late 80s and early 90s um, console by NEC, Japanese brand. 
and didn't see anything here. It was in the States, obviously, if Kanye had one. Uh, and also in France. And yeah. Japan. Is this one, one of the ones that was like meant to emulate um, arcade style games? Yeah, it was pretty ahead of its time. I mean, it, it's 16 is in the, it was 16 bit when everything at the time was 8. So it sure. came out in the time, it preceded the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive mm-hmm. or the Genesis for all of our American listeners. Uh, and it was West one Coast. Of, West Coast, what up? Jammy213. And it was a full doggy 16 bit console. And, you know, it looks, you know, if you look at screen caps of videos, it looks like an, a, a Super Nintendo era game like that. So it was like, you're mad 16 And I have a super fond, I think 16 bit is my favorite era of gaming. Yeah, SNES especially. Yeah, there's just something, there's, you know, there's those, those new colors. Like, I did, it was just, things look great. It was, to me, 32 was a really ugly period. It was like teenagers. Like, you can see what they're trying to do, but they look like shit. What what, you know, what like consoles are thirty two? Like PS two, PS one, and Sega Saturn. Right. Nintendo sure. didn't do the thirty two and went straight to sixty four. Sixty four, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but thirty two was just super ugly. I mean, look at like Virtua Fighter, you know, yeah. or like you know when you and I were watching this this is amazing YouTube channel called Classics of Game. Look it up. I will post it actually on um HeyFam Facebook, uh, which you should like for uh, great, you know, Facebook. photos of Tommy Daslow in a cage when he comes here. <laughs> Facebook.com slash HeyFam Podcast. Yeah, yeah. You want to get in on that. Um, just basically Tinseltown goss. <laughs> Things, you know, we've got ears all over the world. Uh, you know who you are. And yeah, anyway, just, and there was that game where it was like a virtual fighter clone and just where it was like, you'd have a fighter, like a, a, someone fighting. And they were literally made out of maybe 24 squares, which might sound of impressive, yes. but it's like, there's no weight. Like, it might sound impressive to someone that's only ever seen 23 squares yeah, in their life. It might sound impressive to someone from 1964 or something, but and it, and nothing had weight, like, the, and the clipping was so bad. So if like two bits lent on each other, like if a character bent an arm, like you, you know, things would fold in on each other and it just looked super strange. Um, I actually have really fond memories of, um, of some games that looked amazing on PS1. Um, especially like, have you ever played Heart of Darkness? Was that a skull? Were you a skull in it? Oh uh, no, you were. A, you were this kid. It's it's really oh, like. I think you told me about. Oh this. man, it's yeah. such a beautifully animated. Um, no, platformer. See, I don't know that one. And it reminds me a lot of um, uh, Unravel. Yeah. Okay. In that it's like a platformer, but it's also a puzzle game. So you have to like, and whenever you die, you respawn at this just before this. You know, one little section of the level you have to get sure. through. Um, and you have to, you know, it's all about timing and knowing when to dodge a, a certain enemy's attack, that kind of thing. Um, and also the first um, GTA 1 and GTA 2. Yeah, you're right. Also, Crash was really impressive looking for its time. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, because I, I, all I remember of Crash well, Bandicoot... I had a Super Nintendo at the time and the N64 wasn't out. And I just remember it looking like really great. It was super colorful. Yeah, I mean, you, but you play even like, you know, like one of, the, one of the 3D render games like Donkey Kong Country. You play that now and it doesn't look anywhere near as bad as a Crash Bandicoot game True. does. Crash Bandicoot has that Virtrafighter weightlessness I'm referring well, and to. And like, yeah, and like when you hit the button that makes him spin around, he doesn't actually spin around. It just cuts to an animation yeah. of, a, of like a tornado. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear, actually. I just remembered Metal Gear 1 looked pretty impressive. Actually, it really time. did. Yeah, yeah. Like it did look kind of okay. Oh, and Final Fantasy VIII. All right, anyway, there were some good-looking <laughs> games, but the majority of them, I think, look oh, like was it, horse was it shit. Siphon Filter, did you play that for Yeah, Siphon. Oh, si- yeah, what was si- that one called? Write to us. Hey, fam, podcast. Can you correct us, as you always do, the, the same three people <laughs> who will rename nameless? But uh, yeah, it hit, hit us up. Si- I know the one you mean. Siphon Filter. I thought it was called. Uh, Silent Hill probably looked good. 
You know what? There were some good-looking games on PS1. Hey, you know what? The 32-bit era was pretty great. <laughs> I take it all back. You're about to be 32-bit era this year, Yeah, mate. shit, I am too. Oh, no, that's next year. Next year? Next year. Yeah. So, the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah, which was a real console. It's not just a batshit insane. For the un- uninitiated, someone just might think, okay, he's actually lost it this time. Like, those are three random, uh, two random words and a number next to one another. That does not make sense. But it's akin to someone calling your album Game Gear. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like... Master System 2. Game Boy Advance. Yeah, so it's, it's, it is weird. It's not going to happen because when he announced So Help Me God two years ago, it became the life of Pablo. Yeah. So, but, but he, then, he then went on this really passionate tirade to kind of prove himself as an old school gamer. Yeah, like I can take this name and it's okay because I actually know games. As, as, not like as in, you know someone who's never seen Star Wars before and is like, oh, the green thing with Big Ears, that's cute. I like it. I like that one the best. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. He was talking about like having a friend that had a Neo Geo console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who was on the song <laughs> Drive Slow with him. Marley. Yeah. Uh, no, no, he mentions in Drive Slow. But yeah, and uh, he actually, I think one of his, one of the famous Kanye legends is that his mother um, saved and saved and saved uh, for, for his Christmas or birthday or whatever and got him an Amiga, which he could start making his own games on and the biggest claim to fame, and I wish there's footage of this somewhere or it's on a disc somewhere or a cassette. Totally. Uh, was He said he made like a Mario Brothers, like I think like 1-1 one, one clone, like the first level, except he replaced the Mario sprite with just a cock. <laughs> which where, is, where has he said this? It's in interviews. Cause well, it's, that's I think, amazing. And I think... Um, Eventually that, like, he was, I think when people like, how'd you get into beat making as a kid? And it was like, well, it was, I was on the computer always making games and stuff. I want to be a game designer and stuff like that. And then eventually that became beat making from using those computers. So he used a lot of early, like, uh, you know, when he was like a young, mid-teen or something, he was using a maker and stuff to make beats. Um, last year, a game came out that we were very excited about. Um, called Super Mario Maker and yeah. it, it failed to pique either of our interests after you know we'd played it for a few hours. I know what Nintendo need to do to get us back on board. Cock Mario. They almost got no, it with tall, creepy Mario. I was going to say, get Kanye to make some levels and post oh, them yeah, up. But, get but, Kanye. but yeah, Cock Mario is good too. If they let us just have the Cock Mario sprite that Kanye designed, I'll be playing that shit 24-7. Um, yeah, I'm just look, look, and it's sad because Mario Maker's in the room, and I just feel so bad talking about it without <laughs> any interest. Um, are, are there any games, Angus? Like, mm. if you could pick any game in the world to play with Kanye West, yeah, what would you pick? Oh man, it'd be great to like just really sit down. Oh, there was this three three D game. Sega made it. Sega, I don't know. However you want to say it. Everyone has their, their ways. I'm a Sega guy, all right? <laughs> it's like people that say Nike or Nike. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we know what you're saying. Or Adidas and Adidas. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Um, there was this tabletop game. It looked tabletop. It was so hard. It was like a hologram game. I think it was called Time Traveler. It was, it was something in time. Actually, you know what? I'll Google it now so we don't have to let that guy complain. Because Kanye might, might show up at any point. Yeah, it was like a time 3D hologram. And it was one of those ones where everything was pre-recorded. Um, it was a bit like the Dragon Quest game. You know, it was like you move the joystick this way. It was all animated before. So, oh man, super hard to find. And it was super hard. And I remember going to Tilt Arcade at Miranda Fair with my dad, which is like a huge, huge... It was called Time Traveler. And yeah, it was actually by Dragon's Lair creator, Rick Dyer. Rick Dyer, there you go. Right. And uh, it was it was a ho- it was like 
deemed as this hologram game. And I think it had a special like concave thing. It looked awesome. So it looks like you'd actually traveled to a scene in Back to the Future 2 and this is like the normal video games. Little do we know, it wasn't really a hologram. It was like in super inverted commas and everything was predestined. But basically you're this like cowboy. He's a shot here from like, you know, early colonial America or whatever. And you'd travel through time and fight like space knights and stuff like that while like polygons would rotate behind you. But it was all kind of real. Right. So it looked really cool. And it was... The reason why I say I want to play that with Kanye is because if you died instantly, that was a dollar and you had to put in another... Like you couldn't... It wasn't like jump, shoot, etc. It wasn't like a Mario game where you could actually move within. It was all based on timed and reactions. Right. And so he's kind of, oh, he's kind of rich. He's not that rich, but I'd like to play with him because he could keep my game alive. <laughs> also, I think it would blow his mind. I would love to force Kanye West to play The Witness, which is a game that we've been talking <laughs> about a lot lately. Where um, You could sell that footage to TMZ, man. It makes so much money. Because it's, it's an amazingly frustrating game in that you have to solve all these different line puzzles. And I just think watching Kanye play it would be so fantastic because he would, I just feel like the, you know, it's, he's, he's so, it's so important to him that he, he, he achieves everything that he sets out to achieve and watching him just, just refuse to not pass one of these. Oh, it would be fantastic. It'd be like, and then like four years later, my next album is called The Witness. <laughs> like you would see that tweet. That actually reminds me of a story. There's this huge rumor going around. It was, um, the reason I, I'm not a Nine Inch Nails fan. Sorry, haters. But, uh, sorry if you like them or whatever. But, uh, apparently one of the reasons why one of the albums was delayed for so long is because Trent Reznor got absolutely obsessed with Metroid Prime on GameCube. And wow. like it became like a rumor. Like I think he mentioned it once in an interview, or maybe mentioned it more than once, and it grew out of control. And, be- and then like Nine Inch Nails fans started actively hating Metroid Prime because they're like, "Fuck Metroid Prime! It's holding up our next album." And like <laughs> to the point where it was like six years delayed because he's got so obsessed with this first person, which is obviously not true at all. And someone's taken like an inter- something he said about liking the game and really went to fucking town on it. <laughs> but yeah, I would love that. I'd love if like. Kanye's career got held up because you introduced him to the witness. I just realized how stupid my answer was, and I like really answered it like really seriously. Like, well, this is like this game used to haunt me as a kid. Yeah, I've never ever heard of it. Yeah, it's so weird. I remember seeing it actually on Beyond 2000 and going like, "Fuck, I want to go play that." And then finally saw it, and like, I think I used to get like a couple of bucks. And normally that was like I could play Turtles in Time, you know, amazing Konami uh, speed 'em up, which is so sick. And then I remember even playing Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Moonwalker's a a good game, game, man. The top down one. Oh no, I haven't played that one. Oh, it's a different arcade one to the platform one, and it was sick. It was like like um, forty five degree angle top down, Uh and like throwing your hat and shit. It was so good. Um, Oh man, Michael Jackson's classic throwing your hat move. Oh, it was it was like you can you know it was like some Fedora Ninja Star shit. And then then I could normally spend like you know play 10 games but this game was so damn expensive because it was a hologram and i was just putting in the money and then losing it straight like walking once and falling down a hole or something super lame and then just that haunting me forever fuck um that's funny that you read recently the there's a huge article i think it was in a place that shouldn't be writing you know articles like this because it's like usually on a tech blog or something like it might have been huffington post who all i know is like they write about like alec baldwin does op-eds on like you know cats from brooklyn or something which is strange again again yeah we get it uh it was on how michael jackson secretly did the score for sonic and knuckles yeah uh, quite quite a few people were reported on this yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of like an urban myth for for like well 20 years essentially and it was like all but confirmed 
very recently and someone did this huge investment to give peace on it and yeah it's just this amazing story if you can uh it, it was awesome see kanye needs to read that article and get inspired to secretly make scores for 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 video games well, he's doing the score for his mum's game yeah i want i want like imagine going back and realizing like yeah something like oh what's, what's a tight ass game with some mad ass like flappy bird yeah, like Flappy Bird. <laughs> like Kanye did the score to Flappy. I don't. Know if, I don't think they even have music. But, but you know what I mean. That 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 would be super bomb. I'd love that. But yeah, I, I don't know. And also, I feel like he couldn't secretly do a score because he would just make every song about him. Yeah, if it had to be instrumental, that would be like I would love if it was just instrumental music. Instrumental, and then him kind of doing auto tune wailing. That would be amazing. I really like that. That's my, that's the kind of Kanye I like. I like eight oh eight and eight oh eight a lot. Yeah. And that concludes our music talk, Jammy213. There you go. Go um, back and correct that uh, yeah, review. That, um, yeah. Uh, we'll hey, go, thanks we'll, for talking more about music. We'll check in, we'll check in with, uh, with the music world every week on AFM. Yeah, shit. I mean, you and I are so... I think we've even said we're so a part of music for like, our jobs as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a DJ and Angus works at Triple J. And that's so. why like, we don't talk about it on here. <laughs> we're surrounded by it. We speak about the stuff we don't this talk is a, about. This, 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 uh, AFM is a safe place, an escape from that world Look, for this us. Is, this isn't business. This is pleasure, you know? And who says you can't mix the two? Angus, you clicked on uh, Jamie213's profile on iTunes. Yeah, look, for every review I, we get, I do judge you because I click <laughs> on your um, avatar, your, uh, sorry, your, your, your screen name and it leads to a page of all of your other reviews. And yes, some of you have reviewed like cooking apps and stuff like that and managed to just review HeyFam, which I think is like a really great thing. Like it's either you're super passionate or very hungry why you reviewed us. But it seems here that Jamie boy uh, or girl, it's a very universal sounding name. Just West also, Coast sounding it, name to me. It's, yeah, West Coast. Uh, Best Coast is a big fan of one Andrew Levins because there's, uh, the only other thing they've reviewed is his only other bloody podcast. Yeah, he's got, he's got a review of the Mitchin on there. Saying, um, awesome show, great idea, guys. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, why don't you, like, you know, you went to a bit, 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 um, bit David on us and went Super Margaret on the Mitchin. Uh, like, what's with them? Why didn't you write? Why didn't you... Sp- great if you talk, talked about wrestling a bit or something you know what i mean like we you know i think what's going on there i think it's because um i i used to run a restaurant and i write a lot of food writing okay so me being on a show about food yeah. makes sense to jamie 213 okay so he's like oh he talked about hey fam on the mitchin i'll see what levin's other shows yeah about. sure and then it's like why is this fucking guy talking about comic books and video games and not music yeah okay so, you know. Well, if that's right, again, leave a third review. Five stars again, if you will. Yeah. I mean, if you could read, leave seven separate reviews by the next time we record, Jamie213, yeah. that would be appreciated. Uh, you're keeping this pulse alive. Keep so we, Sydney look, we open. We spoke about video games. Wow. <laughs> we spoke about music. We spoke about Kanye. Music, guys. <laughs> music. The zeitgeist has been spoken about. Podcast out. What have you been doing this last week, Angus? You've been watching some cool shit or what? Yeah, look, I was brother? super sick recently, um, which, you know, we said we yeah, wouldn't talk about were. it. But, uh, yeah, bro. But it was the reason why we didn't do an episode last week. But luckily in this day and age, um, you no longer have to wallow in your, you know, feces, vomit and sweat by yourself. You can do it with a buddy uh, on Netflix, you know, on a stream. You can binge something now. It's- oh, yeah, shit, man. You binged a show that I was thinking about binging. but That's didn't. right. I binged this show, uh, the new Judd Apatow produced Netflix originals, uh, Love, by, uh, well, Judd Apatow, Paul Ross and his wife, Leslie Arfin. 
and um, starring Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, Gillian Jacobs, Paul Rust as uh, and and her the the, the leads. You've also got um, Australia. May, may I say, our Claudia O'Doherty, and she's Tariff. Uh, you know, do it doing her Claudia O'Doherty best. My my wife watched the first episode while I was trying to do work at the dining table, which is right next to the television. I so bet you I didn't do that. much work. Um, oh, damn it. I broke but, it. I spoke about it. But yeah, there's heaps of great, like, Brett Gelman's in Yeah, I, every, every, I kept, like, getting... Yeah. I kept stopping doing work because I was like, who's that? Is that... Yeah, and then Basically, Brett Gelman's in it. Like, half I, of Mr. Show's uh, cast is in it. Yeah, there's so many um, The LA birthday boys are all in it. Podcasters. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really great. Cast is good. Um, the first episode, I was kind of like, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. Second episode and everything on afterwards, I was so on board, and I'm not putting that down to the um, the hallucinations and the the you know, the fever dreams that I was having. Feces dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything was better than sleeping in your own feces at that point. So maybe that's why I'm heaping. Praise. When is anything not better than sleeping in your own feces? I don't know. Yeah, you tell me, toddlers. <laughs> All of our toddlers out there. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was really great. It was a part of LA you don't really see a lot in. Shows about LA, which was cool. Um, I'm not saying it was it, it reached Vinci levels of um, disparity <laughs> by any means. Everyone was pretty happy in this. Uh, I think there was some stupid facial hair. Collins my, was still better. My um, my Facebook feed uh, is is torn between people who watched the show and really really loved it, said it was Jed Apatow's best thing that he's worked on in, in yeah. ages, and then people who are angry that this is yet another show. Where a schlub of a dude see, he's um, he's get, like, gets gets together with a very very attractive lady, see, and I always go ooh when I read that status because that pretty much sums up <laughs> sums up my life. <laughs> well, out of like he's a really great guy in it, which I thought was kind of like he's he, he's kind and of, so am I, my brother. Oh yeah, man, I'm kind of speaking about you. Uh, poor Russ, Gus. I, I thought that he was kind of like the nice guy who's together and has a great job. Well, good job. He was kind of like a character that I would normally see attributed to a female lead. Right. Like he's quite meek and stuff. And then Gillian Jacobs is kind of like all over the place. I'm not saying Manic Pixie, even though he calls her that in it. And I think it's more of a dig. But she's kind of... I didn't find her like crazy attractive because she was so like batshit crazy and super insane and rude. And hey man, uh, beauty skin deep. And maybe I'm just a bit more evolved than you walking penises out there. But I, I, I kind of didn't get that at all. Right. Like, because their characters to me were so well portrayed that I was, you know, Paul Rust isn't your typical leading man, but I was seeing him as, you know, as attractive as a typical leading man because I, I thought he had quite, like, let, for the most part, there's some scenes where he definitely doesn't and he fucks up uh, or does shit that is questionable, but had integrity and was a super together guy and was, you know, wanting to be on top of things. And so I was like, that was leading man. And she was kind of like a slob, not a slob, but erratic and gross. And because, you know, she's portrayed an addict and, you don't, I don't know, you just didn't see a lot of leading women portrayed as addicts in such harsh light, sure. um, which I thought was pretty cool. So, yeah, there will be think pieces about white people and by white people and why there aren't other white people in it. But, you know, it's a TV show and people are going to get some more fucking clicks on their websites, you know? <laughs> um, I, uh, I really want to watch this, but I'm also watching way too many shows at the moment. Um, so at the moment, um, I just finished Fargo season one. Hey, yeah, that's right. Uh, the 2014 <laughs> classic show. You did Which it. I thought was unbelievable. Fantastic, right? And um, I really want to watch Fargo season two ASAP. But before I get to that, I realized that I hadn't 
finished season one of Better Call Saul. Yep, sure. So I'm trying to finish that now up to episode eight. Did you go back? Or no, you just continue where you left off from? Um, no, just continued. Yeah, yeah. Good memory. Um, or it wasn't too long ago. Because I'm a guy. No, like- good memory, Ram. I'm all good, man. Don't okay. worry. Wiki- Wiki- God, it got fucking great too. So I'd only watched up to like episode four and yeah. then I've watched like the, the, the next four episodes, which are like unbelievable. Sure. Have, you, have you watched season one of Better Call Saul? No, Tech Guru Steve's been watching it. I've been walking in. Holy shit, man. It. So obviously it's all about Saul Goodman and his, his rise to the top uh, before, yeah. before, Jimmy? before, uh, yeah, before um, the, what we've seen him in, in, in Breaking Bad. Yeah. But um, Mike Ehrmantraut is a character in it as well. Um, oh, and, yeah, of and, course. He, and he's like a bit player to begin with And the entire time you're like What's this guy's story? And you finally get an episode all about him And it's one of the most I would say like more captivating Than anything Breaking Bad did in one Jesus. hour Yeah, I know it's a massive really? call Wow, because yeah. that show is like known for Like not blinking and having to like Put water droplets in your eyes <laughs> This is This is like This just like It knocked me over It was so, so Do you know which powerful. episode it was? I'm just watch the whole fucking series. Okay, no, no, I'm just saying. Like, is, it, is it one where <laughs> I think it's like, like episode seven? Um, it's it's the one that's only about Mike, pretty much. Okay, Every, cool. everyone, everyone that's watched it is like, yeah, man, I know, I cried my dick off. Shit. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously, I need I need to finish Better Call Saul season one. Might have to start Better Call Call Saul season two immediately after that. Why the hell not? Um, or Fargo as well. I've, I'm still continued. We spoke about it in the last episode. Um, eleven twenty two. 63? Yeah, I've got... Um, yeah. I started watched the first episode with, that, with you. You just watched the second episode? Just a second. It's, you know, it's like what I said the last one. There were bits where you're just like, uh, it's a time travel show, but there were bits where you're just like, oh, cool, you're doing something different. Yeah. Something great's happened. And we kind of went to explicit detail in number one. I'm not going to, but there's something here which I haven't really seen done. Something's happened which usually is... It's the end of episode two and something happens which is usually... The, the time traveling question in most fictional time traveling thing they never want to happen and it will like end the time travel so to speak so it's interesting that like I'm loving this this like we said with the past being a character and trying to crush like these new conventions being added to time travel and just, yeah that's what's making this interesting cool I mean it's still James Franco just like Hamming smugly smiling at people who are like giving him milkshakes and stuff which I could watch for hours in all honesty <laughs> it's you know and James Franco reliving his favourite scenes from Back Spider-Man to the Future Spider-Man show as oh. well where he's eating that pie <laughs> oh yeah sure uh, yeah and it was, it was you know schlocky in parts but it's 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 better than most other stuff I've seen like I'm not you know there's no dissertations being written on. and it's so Stephen King as well like it's just it yeah. All Stephen it. King movies, all, all Stephen King movies. I've never actually read one of his books. No, I've read all of his son's comics. Oh wow! But there you uh, go. Joe Hill's comics. I've read a few Stephen King's comics too. But um, uh, all of Stephen King's movies and TV that I've seen, it's like it, they're not awesome, but there's just enough like really great moments in them to like yep. l- like convince yourself that it's worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Eleven twenty two sixty three is definitely like a cut above that, but yeah, it's, it's still not great. Yeah, and like you know, it, he's it's still. Two years before the actual the, date, the reason that he's, that he's reaching the date. Yeah, of course, so, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like how's this guy going? I think there's only six more episodes. Um, I've just got the first couple of eps of Broad City season three, which I think is like my most anticipated. See, I still haven't watched season one of that. Man, it's so good. It's it's the funniest show on television, hands down. 
Um, it's so good. I would debate that the Venture Brothers is uh, which I started. Is you started this it. This is um, ha- uh, even though it's not much, but I'm halfway through season one. Well, I'm halfway through the most recent season, which uh, the, the most recent episode. Just and I'm getting aired. it. I do have to be in a mindset to watch it though. Oh man! The, the, once you get past the first episode, it's like cra- the first series. It's like absolute. Sure. Crack. And it is getting like yeah. I mean, it's very much like meet the characters, learn their traits, learn their personalities. And, and then it turns it all on its head. Going on. And that's what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It's, man, it's, it is the most rewarding. I always say this whenever I talk about it. It's the most rewarding show. So really? Season two onwards? It like flips shit? Absolutely. No, no. Like, like the last two episodes of season one or sure. onwards. Okay, great. Um, well, uh, I'll probably be talking about them next step. <laughs> um, and then the wish list of, of shows that I, that Fuck, I want to watch. Such a wish list. It's so ridiculous. And you guys are great. You've been sending us some things we should watch as well. There's been so many suggestions for The Flash. The Flash, yeah. People want us to watch The Flash. I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, so obviously I, I left Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out of my list of shows that, I, that I'm trying to keep so up with. That's on a little hiatus. No, it's on a hiatus. Right. Moment. I'll never give that up because it's I'm too hooked now and it's so stupid, but I really enjoy how stupid sure. it is. But I haven't watched the most recent season of Agent Carter, which is uh, airing now because it didn't grab me. But people love that shit too. Yeah, my mom's a huge Agent Carter fan and she didn't even know it was a Marvel series because cool. she like doesn't that. watch Marvel. Um Oh, except that and Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she loves the latest. Fuck, and we've got Daredevil coming around the corner as Ooh, well. Season two of that. so good. How baller is that Marvel announced that that's coming out the same day that Batman v Superman comes out? Just power moves are happening. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Isn't it? Hey, I was just thinking, you've spoken about Marvel um, movie. We're almost two months. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply away from Civil War and we have not seen a Spidey design. Yeah. Like that, they must be sitting on this and like, this, that, that's going to be the final I reckon the Ma- Marvel Studios learnt from Force Awakens and they were like, hey, they kept Luke yeah. a secret. Let's, Let's keep Spidey a secret. Um, Let's keep some things secrets. Because like, though everyone's jacked up and their dicks uh, yeah, and <laughs> vaginas are, you know, wet and or hard, you figure out which one listeners. Um <laughs> Like, everyone's unanimously on board for that film. Yeah. It looks like Unanimously the best, wet for that film. Unanimously wet and hard for that film. And it is, for all intents and purposes, everyone's saying it's the best Marvel movie thus far. 
I just I trust I trust these directors, the Russo Bros. Russo Bros. Yeah, I, the Russo Bros. are okay in my book. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's like oh wow, they haven't revealed Spidey yet. Like I think that's going to be the big big thing. Yeah, because he's the most popular character, and it's kind of historic that he's going to mar- like Marvel now control a very large portion of his on-screen, you know, persona, and he's being folded into the universe. I mean, in a perfect world, if Sony and you know, no, if if Marvel films started, the first film I think would have been Spider-Man instead of Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like an A grade. Yeah, totally. So I'm really curious. I mean, what do you think? He's, what do you think he's going to look like in it? Iron Man. With a, spot, with a spider on his face. <laughs> hey, hear that, Marvel? If you're not going to live up to that, then we're, we're going to boycott this piece of shit movie, which we just got so hard and wet for. Um, hard or wet for. I'm kind of hoping, like, I don't know. You decide which one of us got hard or wet. I think it's really homemade looking because we've every Spider-Man we've seen, it's like he sits on the internet in a montage and ends up building, like, a baller suit, which not even, like, the most, like, stupidly skilled cosplayer who, like, spends 20K on their outfit and, like, has no job. Couldn't mm. even pull off. So I'm really hoping we see some real rags or something. And some then, real rags, Marvel. Some real rags. Because th- this Spider-Man is what? That he's going to be 15 or something? Yeah. He's grown up with Tony Stark and Iron Man and like heroes. So I'd like him to like worship. I- I'm picturing, I'm imagining, you know, here's another mark my words or I'll eat my hat if I'm wrong. But there's going to be, a, I reckon Tony's going to be a big part of his proper suit. Yeah, I think that, that, that that'll and be the, 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 ca- the Marvel character that he fo- forms the quickest bond with. Is yeah, Tony Stark. I think they're going to be doing some, you know, artistic licensing in terms of how Spidey gets a lot of his stuff. But I'm really thinking Stark. Iron Man's going to kill Uncle Ben. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man is going to, yeah, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> but I think uh, Tony, I don't know, maybe help him develop the web. Maybe help him develop a proper outfit. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But ne- he's not been part of anything and he's been on, on set all the time. They've been really good at hiding the costume and stuff. Like, yeah, it's well crazy. done to them. Like, yeah, it's too All the Lego away. sets have been announced and the Spider-Man isn't in any of them. Yeah, and all the merch has been announced and they're purposely not showing any of the Spider-Man stuff. Fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's also crazy that... We or it could be a legal thing. Maybe Sony and them are still nutting out who gets the money for merch. Nah, I reckon they're, they're, they're keeping it You think it's a big... Okay. I, I believe in... in in surprise and fun it worked for star wars that's <laughs> what you said um i, I was agree. saying it was crazy it's crazy though that we haven't had a marvel movie since ant-man which was great and we I, liked ant-man yeah. and that got that hey well, fam thumbs up it did the the two thumbs even peyton four, Reed, four well thumbs. done four thumbs um and six if you're an ant <laughs> um <laughs> really i don't Do ants know. have six thumbs i don't know I don't know. If, I don't know. If I've got a book. I've, the reason I turned around, I've got a book about ants on that shelf, which is my Sick. father's. He won it when he was a school student and it's kind of been passed down to me and it's this weird, cute heirloom. And I'm like, I can actually find out. No, no, don't do it. Man. Yeah, I can Let's see it over here. So we'll save it for your bug podcast. Yeah. Um, my, uh, insects. Green light bugs. <laughs> um, so we haven't had a Marvel movie since Ant-Man. I've had, uh, I've, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has stopped for a while. I'm not watching Agent Carter and I finished Jessica Jones last year. Mm. So this is the longest I've gone with since we started Hey Fam no cinematic with, Marvel. With, without watching anything related to the Marvel Universe. Yeah, okay. Obviously, I'm still reading a ton of comics. But I don't know. It feels, it feels a bit crazy. Um, yeah. Do you think it's because they were like, okay, let Star Wars have this six month? Oh, no, no, no. It's, I mean, I, I could be watching Agent Carter. Sure. I, I'm just thinking purely cinema, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that, do you think that was purposeful? Like, let Star Wars have... Oh, no, no. It's, it's only, like, from now on that we're going to get more than one or two Marvel movies sure. a, a, a year. We're going to get three to four. Well, this is it. This is the one I'm looking forward to most out of any Marvel that's yeah. come or will come. 
Uh, it looks quite grounded for Marvel. I mean, there are still things about it which aren't, which are mainly, you know, the outfits or whatever, but it's a comic book movie, so get over yourself. I don't, I don't need a comic book movie to be grounded, but I do like it to be good. Yeah, it looks as grounded as um, Cap 2 did, and I really like that level of groundedness. Yeah, sure. Where it's like... Espionage, you know, spies, it, Like I said before, undercover. Like, it's set during the day. Yeah, And I like that, because like, you know, crime does happen in the day. It doesn't happen at one o'clock at night in alleys always. Plus, does. Robert fucking Redford. Robert Redford, come on. Did he die at the end of that? Yeah. Spoilers, he did. He Fuck. did. He died in two. Sorry, guys. But, um... Yeah, so I need to, uh... Before the movies come out, I need to... Tr- maybe I might try and watch Agent Gary Carter. Gary Shandling. Still alive. So, I've got, at, at, at... Is Gary Shandling? Oh, he's... Yeah. No, I mean, wait. He's, he's around still. He's... Yeah, but he... He gave a big sexy hug and said, Hell, Hydra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a Hydra guy. Yeah, he's Hydra. But, um... But, yes, yeah, so I need to, uh... Maybe watch Agent Carter. Add that to my list. I also promised you I would watch Clone Wars. Oh, Clone Wars is so good. It's and, so good. And uh, a wild card, Sherlock. I don't know why, but yeah. after I really, really enjoyed um, Martin Freeman in um, in Fargo. Yeah. Oh, he was great, wasn't he? And he's fucking Watson in the Sherlock yeah. thing to Benedict Cumberbatch. And he's in Sherlock. Civil War as well. Martin Freeman's in Civil War? Yeah, yeah. He's That's playing, amazing. I think, the... He is too. You're right. He's like the um, Wakanda... He's a Wakanda uh, like, uh, consulate or representative or something. That's so good. Yeah. He's, he's now folded into the universe. So, you have to watch it. So, Sherlock and Watson are both in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Holy the shit, they the are year. too. That's cool. Fuck, the world is cool. Yeah. Um, Sherlock's great. I've seen the first two seasons. Yeah? Yeah. I also like that the Real season Malta is Bene. three episodes. Three... Basically, the season is three movies. Like They're like almost 90-minute episodes. They're awesome. They're so well made. The production's great. A uh, lot of stuff to like about Sherlock. <laughs> Sounds good to <laughs> Though me. Though I'm not like one of those Sherlock... Like, it's got a very kind of similar... It reminds me of like if if if, if Doctor Who is the G, G, PG level, it's got like the MMA, the fans that finish Doctor Who go on to Sherlock or something oh, like right, that. Oh, right, sure. Um, being close proximity to ABC stores, I see you know, a lot <laughs> of this stuff. I have a real bird's eye view. Have, and, you ever, uh, have you ever had any interest in watching Doctor Who? Look, I tried. It's been a big part. I've spoken about this with my good friend and both of our fathers are obsessed with Doctor Who, but they also grew up with it in the 60s. Yeah. It was, and it now was... they got super pumped when it came back. And I've tried watching it and I'm just like, it is for kids, but not in a bad way. And I love that my dad loves it. And, and we like plenty of shit that's for kids. Yeah. I just, I don't, it's so steeped in a lore at the moment that I think to get the most out of it, I would have to watch Every Doctor Who, you know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. you can get stuff off the top level, which is the year of your life. Yeah, and my dad like points out, he'd be like, "Oh, see, that's from this Doctor like years ago and stuff, and that's from the seventh Doctor." Yeah, and like now the forty-second Doctor uses the sixteenth Doctor's yeah. car as shoes, and like just like villains and stuff, and like why it's important this person, and I don't get that, and it's just too hard. I yeah. tried, I tried watching the new one when. They relaunched it after like the 20 year hiatus with Chris Eccleston. It was fine, but it, I was also like, Confused it was a bit of a struggle as well. I was like, oh. Great theme song though. Great theme song. My uncle has a um, Doctor Who pinball machine, which is oh, very shit. fucking cool. Yeah, the Doctor Who pinball machine is legendary. There's like a level at the back that like lifts up and you've got to shoot it a bunch of times. And when you shoot it enough times, it lifts up again and there are three Daleks. Yes, of you course have to, they you are. You have to shoot balls at them. Yeah. Pinball, man. It's tight. You know, not as tight as. Uh, a big action blockbuster video game. Ooh. In one that was released a few years ago and then is re-released now in high definition. Which one we're are we talking, talking about? We're talking about 
Gravity Rush? Gravity Rush. Would you call that Gravity Rush remastered? Blockbuster action? I wouldn't say that. That's not really an action movie, but you know. But it wasn't even Blockbuster, I think. Well, I'm I'm, the next game that's coming out that I'm very excited (laughs) about is um, Zelda Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess made by Melbourne um, Game Studio. Something that begins with T. Yeah. Um, Again, look it up for us. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Our research is amazing. um, But I. I think we've, we've spoken about it before. Like, I, I tried playing Twilight Princess when it was out on Wii, and I fucking hated the slashy controls. So I, I was, Have we talked about this on, on yeah, the podcast? Yeah, I, I was I was in the honeymoon period with the Wii then, and had no problem whatsoever. And so I never need to go to AMF bowling again. This yeah. is amazing. My right arm. I looked like Hellboy or a kid who just discovered masturbating, and I was huge in the right arm department. But I loved it, and it was the launch game. So it was like you know, it was like when you showed off the Wii, you'd be like, sure. look at this, and. It was a new Zelda, and so I was frothing. I had a very similar relationship to it that I that I did with Metal Gear Solid Five, as in sleepless nights and playing nonstop. And I, I do have a super fond memory for Twilight Princess. I know that I could have just played it on GameCube to have the uh, button mashing effect that I love and the flipped when, world, the original world. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm excited to give that game another go. And I and I love I love like if the gamepad is it is a silly mm. silly game device, but it's been used great, I'd say, eight times. Yeah, and this is going to be nine. The ninth. And what is, every time we're playing a Zelda remaster, like we're kind of, it's, 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 we're living in a world for some reason where there are two Zelda remasters on a console. Yeah. And not even the, an original the Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. But each time we're playing these, I'm just thinking they're definitely refining things. Is it getting physical? Is it strictly digital? No, it's physical. Oh, and you, awesome. get, you get like a Wolf Link amiibo. Okay, good. I'd and like then it that to be- unlocks an extra dungeon. Awesome. And then you see the other amiibo support. These are more reasons for you to get amiibo. If you, um, if you have a link amiibo and you scan that during the game, you fill up all your arrows and bombs. Get out. If you have a Zelda amiibo and you're like about to die, scan her. You hearts. she riffles all your hearts. You but me? if you have a Ganondorf and you scan a Ganondorf amiibo, it unlocks like a really hard mode where you take like three times the damage from each each hit. Well, fuck that mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the worst mode. I'm heaps keen about the heart one. Yeah, because I, I think re- replaying an older game, you you allow yourself to kind of breeze through it. So having that, like, oh, I'm about to die to scan, scan Zelda. Yeah, that's help, kind of help handy. Me out here, Bear. So you get the Midna Wolf Link, um, amiibo with it. Yeah, with it. Yeah, and then that unlocks the dungeon. Oh, awesome! That's this week, right? Yeah, I think so. Shit, yeah. Good much. Yeah, awesome. Looks like there's going to be another blue tinge spine on my shelf. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But um, I've, I've also... We, we, we played uh, Gravity Rush Remastered, which was yeah. a, a Vita game. That it was a Vita game, Japanese Just developed. re-released um, in the last month um, for PS4. It's like kind of, I guess, getting the hype train ready for the sequel, Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush 2. Can you believe they're calling out? They're fucking crazy. I'm fucking madmen, those Japanese. I know, tell you what. Fast trains and crazy video game titles. <laughs> um, but... Gravity Rush is it's you are a girl who has the ability to change gravity while you jump. Um, you, you, you summed it up best. It's like an action game. It's it's and but not a blockbuster. Not a blockbuster. I'm going to pull back, pull you back on that one. Um, I, lo- I look, I loved, I loved your um, enthusiasm. So it's by Project Siren and they're by uh, so SAE Japan. So it's the Japan Studios and Sony. Fucking great research, Angus. Just, just you know, you just know, using your phone. Just using my phone. Just, just going out of my way. Uh, always say I should have this stuff written down. We never do. For the fam. Um, so, yeah, it was released on the Vita in 2012 and it just got punched out on PS4 in Sexy Dexy 
remaster zone. It's unbelievably Japanese, but and the game you know, mechanic it is, is it's so cool. It's those blue point game motherfuckers who did such an amazing... I mean, these guys, if you want to remaster a game, this is who you go to. They did the Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, yep. They did Shadow of Colossus and Ico. Oh, man. They, those are like two of the best remaster games oh, I've ever played. Get ready to say that again. And they did Uncharted 1 to 3. Oh, fuck. Right. So, so we spoke about company, this in an right. early episode with ARMY. With, yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear about us talking about like what goes into remastering and re-releasing a game, go listen to our episode that we did with Arnie Mayer, who works for Naughty Dog, who put out Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, and these guys are in Austin, I think. Blue Point Games have done such a stellar job with the remaster. Um, I totally missed the first one because it was on Vita. I didn't have a Vita till 2015. I don't uh, even have one now. You don't even have one now, though. You are, you can. You, I know that. I know there is one available to you. I should go get it. Uh, but we were playing it, and you, you said the best thing. It is so similar to um, Mario Galaxy, which is one of the best Mario games, hands down. Yeah, it's something that, like... like I, I definitely want a Zelda HD game, but more than that, I want a Mario Galaxy yeah. HD game on Wii U. If, if uh, Super Mario 3D World is the only Mario game and Super Mario Brother, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U on the Wii U, then it's officially the weakest Mario output on a console that Nintendo's ever had. I still Officially. love 3D 3D World, but yeah, no, I, I oh, want I want a proper game where it's good, but it's a 2D platforming Mario. Again, it's like they've literally it's it's barely you know yeah totally like it was it it's a great game, but it's like they were scared that Galaxy Two was too hard. I want Mario Galaxy Three. I, yeah, I, I want I want I don't want to go back and get 120 stars and, all that and kind of delete shit again. your game again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, if yeah, if 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 you if you miss that. Mario Galaxy weird gravitational pull feeling with a really lovely orchestral score in the yeah, background. It looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. It Gravity looks a lot Rush. like Nino uh, Kuni, which was on PS3, the Studio Ghibli Again, and I, Level 5. I only played two hours of that and then I just stopped. Oh, I, I pumped a, like over 100 until it was sick. Fuck. Yeah, it was They're great. making a sequel. Yeah, and it's unrelated. So it's, it's kind of they're doing the Final Fantasy thing. So they'll do a Nino Kuni every exit years, I think. And it's whole new world, whole new characters, all that stuff, which yeah, I think is right. awesome. Yeah, sweet. Because like, that one's so, so self-contained. Uh, that was such a beautiful game. Playing um, Gravity Rush reminded me of another game I've been playing a lot lately. A, a game that's not a remaster, but it, it's a sequel to a game that... It's probably going to seri- get remastered on the PS5 or something, let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, it's a future remaster. Um, infamous <laughs> Second space? Son. Which is um, so? Wait, the series is called Infamous, isn't it? The Infamous, superhero yeah. It's, it's a, and it's about like yeah, it's like a superhero game where you, you develop superpowers and you add to those superpowers by collecting things throughout the game. You get all these crazy new moves. You take on new kinds of superpowers. Yes, yeah, um, it's developed by these guys for, um, called Sucker Punch, and they do it all exclusively for PlayStation. Um, and yeah, Second Son was uh, I think it was a launch game. Uh, yeah, I think it was as PS4. well. Yeah. And uh, it's been. I had a promo copy of it that that I that I had when I when I had a PS3, and I was like, "What good is this to me now?" <laughs> and then on the other day, I was like, "I don't have." Yeah, I don't know. I really liked the first two Infamous games on PS3. Fired this one up. It's one of those games where you're in an open world, but instead of traversing that open world with a car like GTA, etc., yeah. you traverse it with your superpowers. So sick. Um, and the first example I can think of of that is Spider-Man Two. On PS2, which is like one of my all-time favorite games. And I don't think they've made a superhero game that I liked anywhere near as much as that. Um, I wouldn't even count the Arkham games as superhero games in that you don't really have superpowers. Is that more of a Batman commentary or? Uh, No, I mean, no, I don't know. But I feel like, you know, he he has the same shit Snake has for the most part. True. Yeah. 
He's essentially like a way buffer snake, right? Yeah, and like I hate, you know, the, the biggest gimmick of the Arkham games. I really don't. I, I hate detective mode because it just means you look at the game grossly, yeah, and yeah. you don't get to see it as lushly as it, as it should be. Not that it's a particularly lush game, anyway. But um, oh, I think it looks gorgeous. It's all like gross and yeah, but it looks amazing. It's it's, it's yeah. great. It's great gross. Um, so this infamous games are really cool for um, choosing different locations in America instead of just New York or San Francisco. Was one New Orleans? Yeah, so the infamous yeah. two was New Orleans, and then this most recent one is Seattle. Yeah, wow. So you climb up that goddamn tower. When the fuck was the last tower. time you played a game in Seattle? Uh, so was NBA in Seattle. Jam. So it was in Seattle, a video game. Yeah, the, the, e, the E game. Tom Hanks just wants to get some goddamn sleep. <laughs> hey. That's right, Kitty. <laughs> Kitty's uh, our laughter track. She <laughs> loved that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just Are there games that... Are there superhero games that... that you remember really fondly. I feel like it's Superman sixty four. No, that's no. obviously a joke. Um, the Spider Man games I really loved because they started using the Tony Hawk engine, right? And then the NeverSoft developed engine before the Tony Hawk saga happened. And you know, I feel like you can play as Spider Man in a Tony Hawk game. And that's as why, well. yeah, yeah right. Spider Man two, which is, was incredible, like swinging around from Spider- from uh, ropes that connected to just the sky. Yeah, yeah, but I guess like, sorry. <laughs> that's my superpower having a mad ass yawn I'm thinking it's just that classic thing where most video games super, superhero licensed video games are absolutely rubbish so nothing comes to mind um, I'd probably have like you know I just saw the movie Hollywood like you know you'd have that you're not harsh on a game if you're a kid and you love the character like you're willing to overlook flaws but definitely when I look back nothing really stood out I mean the Ninja Turtle games by Konami were really great. I really loved the first one on NES. I loved uh, the beat 'em up ones. I loved that they, they did their version of um, Super Smash Brothers, which no one really liked, but I really enjoyed that. Konami did. No, uh, we we did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, Super Smash Brothers style game. Are you like, kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Turtle, oh, that's right. Ninja Turtles beat 'em up or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I think up. it was on Xbox Online or like the Xbox. I think it was, it was a Wii exclusive at first, and then I think they re-released. Yeah, it really that's well. right. Yeah, I really thought the Ninja Turtle games were actually good. If we're gonna use a superhero, uh, yeah, there's my answer: Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And they're making a new game now. They're not really superheroes. <laughs> well, they they are superheroes. They're heroes in a half shell. Well, there's comics about them. They wear masks. They're mutants. I mean, fuck. Putting that on paper, I, I'm either talking about the X-Men or, you know. All right. If you're Team oh, Angus or Team Oh, also the Konami Levens. X-Men game was sick. The beat-em-up. It's uh, basically all these games are made on the same engine. I can't stop talking about Konami beat-em-ups. Yeah. But I have a real nostalgia feeling. And... Who, you could be Jubilee, you could be... Wolverine. Dazzler, Wolverine, and Colossus. Yep. And Nightcrawler. Yes. And Rogue, maybe. No, yeah, maybe um, not Rogue. But yeah, that I love that. That, to me, is a great video game. It has basically nothing again to do with superheroes. Uh, but you just walk around the street throwing trash cans at right. people. Yep. Yep. And, Classic. And then, and then when you hit getting, someone enough, they flash and then, and they flash then disappear. Red. If you're fighting a sentinel long enough, it will flash red and you know you're almost there. <laughs> um, I was pumped when that was released on iOS. But then they pulled it because Konami weren't happy or something. But if you still downloaded it, you still had it. Great fact. We've been, um, we, we actually were surprised by how good the Deadpool movie was. Did you play the Deadpool game? There's a game? Yeah, they made like a, like a, um, you know, like a third person action movie that like, oh. br- there's like a whole level that breaks the fourth wall and like. What's it on? Uh, it's, they've just re-released it for PS4. But, oh, uh, right. It was, it was, yeah, PS3 and Xbox 360. Oh, shit. No way. I had no idea. Yeah, it was like, they, they put a lot of effort into it and apparently it's like one of those nice try, but not quite okay, kind of sure. games. Um, is Ryan Reynolds have it? Is there a Van Wilder 
level. <laughs> is, does anyone party liaise? Are there, is there a party going? May I liaise with whoever is in charge here, please? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't see it. Wow, I didn't. I didn't realize they made it. Who, who made it? Uh, I don't know. Some company. Someone. Okay. One of our fans will look it up and post it on our wall angrily. Yeah, I can't wait. Grillas, publicly roast us, you little shits. Um, so we're coming up to the end of the episode. We need to talk about Star Wars because oh, yeah. Angus, yeah. there's a little bit of an update. Yeah, so... I mean, everyone that's listening right now has already heard about this update, but you want to hear our cool thoughts on it, right? Yeah, 100%. So, last episode, we're like, oh, uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, big news. They uh, launched on the official YouTube channel and everything Star Wars related, a production teaser, which is a great new word, which didn't exist five years ago, which is like, you know, a 30-second trailer to say we're filming the movie. And um, you saw the island from the end of Episode Seven. And you saw a different angle of Luke looking solemnly at Ray, at Ray and then her holding the lightsaber. And then you saw a crew everywhere and you heard Ryan Johnson say, and cut, who is the director of episode eight. Yep. And it just said like episode eight now filming coming 2017. Very exciting. A lot of people assumed, oh, you know, that's alternate, you know, angle of the final scene. And it took our dear friend and one time guest, Steel Saunders. Uh, host he, of the Steel Wars podcast Host of the Steel Wars podcast We can find yours truly several times uh, On it uh, Horrible sell there That no, that would make no one want to listen to it uh, He tweeted at Pablo Hidalgo So if you're in the know You know this guy is like the keeper of the holocron So to speak He is in charge of Star Wars continuity I.e. my dream job <laughs> And still asked Well is this new footage or what and he's like well He's great He always gives coy answers Which basically say yes or no But he kind of beefs it up He's like um, well, why, why was the director there and crew from episode eight? I'd say no. I'd say yes, it's all new. And so that was cool. It's like, oh shit, we've actually seen, you know, probably B-roll footage of episode eight. However, it's the scene from, last scene from the end of episode seven. But this week, um, as you know, a little, little event in Tinseltown I never get invited to called the Oscars was on. And no, it's not because I'm black, but just for the fact that I haven't, haven't made any contribution to motion picture history yet, I, 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 I will be. Um, one day, just watch his face. Uh, Daisy Ridley was there, looking uh, looking great, looking like she's having the time of her life. Uh, don't know why she was there, actually. She should be filming episode eight, so I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> maybe there's a scene at the Oscars in episode eight. Maybe there is. Maybe they make it to space Oscars or something, and uh, that'll be that'll be great. And Finn's still the only black guy there. <laughs> uh, two terrible jokes about that. Uh, there's me getting political. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't nice work. Nice one, Angus Rock. Yeah, I'll have to save that for my political podcast, the green light politics. Um, and someone said, oh, that was great. And she said, oh, yeah, that's the opening scene of the movie. So she was interviewed on the red carpet, confirmed that that's the opening scene. So this is the first time we've seen a Star Wars movie. Which Do you reckon is, she got in trouble or reckon they told her to tell everyone I that? think she knows what she can and can't say. She's very good at not spilling. And I think she was... And I, I think you're also stupid to not come up to that conclusion yourself. If you've been told that's in the movie, then it literally has to be in, you know, the opening scene. But uh, it's the first time a Star Wars movie set immediately after the one before it. I think the, the smallest time of frame is, goes to both episode four and between four and five and two and three. I think there's only like three years between those. And that's usually the smallest. There's a lot of like time in between the Star Wars. Wait, how long is there in between? On oh, no, Return of the Jedi, I think six months. In between five, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's the smallest time. You can't have been frozen in carbonite that long. No, it would have killed him. Definitely. I mean, um, so that's the smallest. Of so you've never seen frozen one that's set it. like boom. So I'm curious to see what the you know the opening pan will be. You'll be in space. It's going to go straight down to the planet we now know as Acto, uh, thanks to the script, or 
Is it going to be something else? And are we going to get a Star Wars Battlefront level set on Acto? Oh, what, where you run around and do just nothing? pass. You just pass light, lightsabers to Luke. Yeah, you do, you pass time. You just stand there looking solemnly at, wearing the, a cape, at the oceans, wearing growing a beard. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I need that in my life. Making a new oh, hand. Some new Battlefront characters were announced this week. Oh yeah. Uh, Nian Num. Yep. And Lando Carusian. Oh, mad. Yeah. Awesome. Do you know what their power sets are? Um, Nian Num's probably laughing <laughs> at Lando Carusian's jokes, and that's both of each of their powers. Jokes. Um, and yeah, love. I'm pretty sure that they're the other ones that were announced. Again, research. I do remember reading Nian Num and just losing my shit because that guy is the best. <laughs> um, and also, you got an update uh, on um, a new Star Wars comic. Being written yeah. by Charles Sewell, the so poet Charles, Dameron. Charles Sewell's um, dipped his uh, feet in this, the Marvel canon universe, Star Wars universe, with uh, Chewbacca, Lando. Uh, he did he did Lando. Chewbacca. No, no, he, Chewbacca's by um, Ship. Jerry Conway. Okay. He did Lando, and he's also writing the um, the Anakin. Oh, the Anakin Obi one, which is great Obi-Wan, as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Some people have been. Oh, sorry, it's not um, Lando. Uh, must be like the Oscars. It's Greedo and then... Uh, Oh, Greedo and Nino. Yeah. Oh, so you can't still can't play as... You as still can't play as Lando, Lando in, in the, the Baron Administrator of Cloud City, but you can play as a bounty hunter who got fucking smoked by Han Solo and Nino, who's, you know, in episode seven, he's got that going for him, and six, and he wears a cool little hat. And actually, he plays a big part in the Princess Leia comics in the Marvel Universe. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, he's, uh, he's great. There's a great scene. He gets a good character arc there. But yeah, so he's currently doing Anakin and Obi Wan, which is described as Charles Saul. We're talking Charles about Charles Saul, yeah. Which is um, he's he's described today in this uh, interview we did with um, I think it was with Comic Books Alliance that that's his kind of steampunk dystopian comic. And don't fret, uh, people, it's actually really good. Basically, Anakin and Obi Wan. It's set um, between episodes one and two, which is an error that's never really been explored in canon, and it's awesome. And it's kind of like a mid-teen Anakin who's you know figuring out why he doesn't like the Jedi Council, speaking about his doubts with it and stuff, uh, and Obi-Wan on a mission, and they've kind of found a planet which has kind of been lost in time and no one knows what a Jedi is and stuff like that, but they, they, they received a beacon to come and help it asking for Jedi. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool so far. That's two issues in. Uh, really cool scene with um, Palpatine watching in the Jedi Temple, um, overlooking, you know, going for a tour with Mace Windu and happening to catch um, Anakin training like the, in lightsaber class. And he's fighting kind of a, a lightsaber droid you can train with and you can pick its holographic uh, appearance. So it'll project an image. Um, and he picks Darth Maul and Palpatine. It's obviously his ex-apprentice. And he's like, oh, what's going on here? And Obi-Wan's with him and he's like, yeah, he won't stop asking me about it. Like, it's been years. Like, he asked me every night, like, how I killed the Sith Lord. And he's obsessed with the Sith Lord. And Palpatine's just like barring up going like, yes. And then some of the kids in the class call him a slave. They're like, yeah, you're just a stupid slave and he's like like holds their he does he does he like grabs their lightsabers with the force and like holds it at their neck essentially and he's like yes this is the stuff i wanted like young anakin and it's now we're seeing it and you know maybe it'll add more to the prequels maybe it won't but it's definitely filling out that era with stuff which i thought the important stuff we need to see a lot of and um you know some nice foreshadowing of his grandson kylo ren you know kind of a youngish he's not that young but a youngish guy losing it but, um, but he's taking Charles on. Um, yeah, next he's got comic. a new, and it sounds ongoing by the sounds of things. He's doing Poe Dameron, which is very exciting. Poe Dameron, the um, uh, you know, the, one of the first characters we meet in the Force Awakens, um, owner of BB-8, and it's set before the Force Awakens. So it's his missions with the Resistance before and La Resistance, La Resistance, Viva La Resistance, 
and it sounds so great. So he said, you know, the first ones, he's the first run is really his weird 70 psychedelic story he's always wanted to tell. So I have no idea what that means. He said he's also got one that's like a prison break uh, run. So it's like maybe Poe gets captured and just all these mad scenarios. And it sounds like just like a James Bond comic series or something. It, yeah, sounds, sure. re- it sounds really cool. So he's like going to be putting Poe and he's like, while you've seen him as a great dogfighter, he's also a great like land, you know, great infantry man. So you're going to be seeing a lot of like physical Poe on ground and stuff. It just sounds sick. And um, he's revealed a brand new villain, which is like this um, high officer in the First Order who he's described as a villainous um, Lando. So he's kind of charming. But he's like evil as opposed to charming and a scoundrel, <laughs> which is cool. And I love that, you know, it's great when we're seeing new characters in these um, comics and not just kind of the characters we've seen on screen. Yeah, the, totally. The other days of their lives. I love with these, um, love that he's getting that. And the, the fact that it's ongoing sounds great. So it doesn't sound like a limited four or five issue um, run, which I'm pumped about. Have you na- unanimously loved every Star Wars comic that's come out so far? Um, love strong. I've liked a lot. Mm-hmm. I've loved a few. Um, I haven't like vehemently like going this is crap like you know um i've seen some stuff which has made some people on the nose but i haven't come to them yet and also i don't mind some of the stuff that they've done like the star wars galaxy is fucking big people forget and yeah there can be crazy shit that we haven't seen in films like it doesn't mean it didn't happen or it's like oh that wouldn't have happened or you know i've seen there's like a mon calamari character who is um you know the same race as Akbar, mm. who's essentially got the grievous job and has kind of reconstructed his body as a cyborg and he's got like four lightsabers and I'm like, I'm into that. It's like <laughs> a kid with Lego who switched an Akbar head with a um, yeah. grievous head and like I know some people are upset by that and think it's stupid and he's kind of like a villain and I think he's like he's got a cape on and he's like working with the Empire or some kind of like badass motherfucking fish man with swords. But I'm into that. I read the That's first... That's what comics are for, right? Yeah, oh, and like Jason Aaron's run of Star Wars. Oh, I'm loving it. It's so comic booky. Yeah. It's, it's really, really fun. Well, that's the and, thing like, that these people... It's cliffhangery, think, dumb action. Yeah, like, I think people are coming to it expecting a Star Wars script beat for beat. But you've got to realise that like, you're, you're reading Star Wars, sure, but it's, you're reading it in... You know, there are rules with comics. Yeah. And they're obviously paying... They're huge Star Wars fans, but they're also very obviously comic book writers and they know how to write a comic. And I think they're perfect to read a single issues, actually, as opposed to uh, paper, trade paperbacks. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're great in that they, you know, they, they just end on such amazing cliffhangers yeah. and introduce. Like characters I know there's a bit on. in the Aaron run uh, where Luke and Vader meet. Yeah, and people, a lot of people complained about that. And they're like, but no, it should be an Empire, and it's like, well, should it be? Like, that's fine. It's never said. It's never happened before. Yeah, like they just look at each other and they barely even meet. Like they see each other from afar. Essentially, have you seen? Has um, have you got up to the part where Dengar shows up yet? Yes, oh, I loved that. Dengar, I, that was such a great love. Dengar, fight. What a gross-looking dude. He's always <laughs> just looks so gross and super sore or something. <laughs> like out of, in that scene in Empire when you meet all the um, you know, all the all the bounty hunters yeah, was, on the yeah. deck of the executor uh, uh, executor. You see um, you know, there's Boba Fett and IG88 and Zuckus fall on Bosk and then Dengar. Just this dude with like bandages and a beanie on. You're like, you look so weird. He's in the Clone Wars. He's a big character. Like, really? There's an arc with him in it for heaps. So yeah, it's awesome. Like if right. you like... Yeah. Gotta watch it. Go yeah, on. Bosk and him are in it. The two of the bounty hunters from Empire and they're like raising a little um, Boba. Amazing. Who steals like Slave 1 and stuff. It's sick. And Boba's like this little pissed off um, bounty hunter who wants to kill the Jedi because they killed his dad in episode two. So yeah, it's sick. Wow. Well, that so many is, takeaways. Wow, that's a yeah. I, I think after this episode, I have even more things to watch and play and read. Yeah, my um, my spare time's definitely you know 
but that's a good thing. This is why we do it, so we can talk to each other and then you can listen to it. And you can go, I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends. <laughs> you just described podcasting. Congratulations. Uh, you can find HeyFam online, facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast. Yep. Or send us an email to HeyFamPodcast at gmail.com. I mean, the mailbag segment tonight was such a success. It was, man, I would say the best segment we've ever done on the show. I've never maxed out a Gmail before. Prediction we will this time next week. Um, We're going to have to need a HeyFamPodcast too. Do uh, do you want us to keep doing no guest episodes? Or are you, are you craving... A third, fourth or fifth voice Trust us, we keep asking for guests A lot of people are busy Some are getting married Some are doing theses We uh, we will get guests on again very soon Also, we haven't really asked that many people We've asked two we asked two uh, uh, Look, we, we hate rejection, okay? Coming up soon on the show We're going to uh, be talking about Coen Brothers And their new movie, Hail Caesar Yeah, and probably um, talking about everything we spoke about tonight Again, and again, and again, and again. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Um, what, what's going on? Where can people find you? Are you doing anything cool this week? If people want to come and meet one of the Hey, hey Familiar boys? Uh, I'm doing a Mardi Gras. I'm, I'm actually DJing in the Mardi Gras parade. Are you going to float? Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm dude, on that's a, great. A Beyonce themed float. So I'm just be playing Beyonce how tracks. How long do you have to do that for? Like, how long uh, does it take to go around? You. So you kind of play. It's like you, you're on the float from about 8 o'clock. Yeah. But I don't actually go in the parade until about 10.20. Sure. And then I'll be doing it till 11 o'clock. Huge. Um, last year, Tom Ballard hosted the um, Mardi Gras. He's doing it again. He is doing it again? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Your friend Tom. Your friend and mine. <laughs> yeah. Our friend Tom. Lovely boy. Um, host of another of iTunes' favorite podcasts from last year. Yep. Um, Big. You can find Angus. Where can we find you, dog? Um you can find me like dwelling in dark spaces. No, that's not true. You can find me um, tagging you in memes. <laughs> um, I know uh, you can find me on my other podcast called Greenlight Boys. Um, we're back. We've done regular scheduled programming, which is a big rarity for us. I thought you said that once a month. Yeah, we're doing it. I mean, I'm still in shock that it's been happening. Right. Um, we just completed a trilogy of films that were um, pitched to us by the same guy. So... Not as in a trilogy, as in they, they you know, the storylines are linked, but he pitched three films and we're so lazy to come up with our own. We're like, let's do one each week. And that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, the last one was called um, The Dad Walker, The Paul Walker Story. And it was a straight to television movie about the final hours of Paul Walker's life. So played by his brother, Cody Walker, who portrayed him in various scenes in Fast 7. So if you're a big fan of morbid celebrity deaths and... Um, kind of pissing on their grave at the same time with uh, being really artistically uh, licensed with your retelling, then that's the podcast for you. Um, and if you're easily offended, it's definitely the podcast for you. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find me there. Um, and you can find Angus online at Chimichangus. Yeah, it's funny. It's Mexican in my name. <laughs> All right? Laugh. You can find me at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. That's coincidentally our Nintendo ID and PSN logins too. That's so very if true. Wanna, if you want to frag with the boys. And and my MeToMe login as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, mine too. Is yeah. that what the thing is called? Um, I don't know. What's that new app? Mitomo? 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 Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll research it and talk about Dike it. Takei Mitombo? Yeah. Um, Katamari did a Tomo. Um, there's, a new Mari, there's a new Nintendo social app. Coming, coming, but you can now re-register. Oh, this is terrible. Let's just end the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, fam. See you next week, fam. Bye.